now it's Just Plane Radio. Yeah. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I can fly. Take me to the Brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. It's your lucky day. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. You got a plane. Call Just Plane Radio toll free now at 888-884-2FLY. And the sky's the limit. That's 888-884-2359. Sir, I'd like you to take the helm, please. I'll be glad to. Greg, your co-pilot, that is me, along with Captain Dennis, and a couple special guests today for Just Plane Radio, the show devoted to the aviation lifestyle and learning to fly. All right, so uh, one of them is our buddy Tom, who we got to hang out with at uh, Sun and Fun. I guess you could call him a Just Plane Radio super fan, uh, because he he remembered more things that had happened on Just Plane Radio than I remember. And uh, he mixes a mean frozen margarita to boot. So uh, we hit it off at Sun and Fun, and uh, he's going to join us today. He has some uh, very interesting stories to share with us today that we're going to get to a little bit later on but first uh you know captain dennis has brought on a friend of uh is actually we've had gary on once before haven't we dennis we've had him on a couple of times over a couple the years, times yes. see yeah so gary reeves uh is our guy the guy in the pink shirt that's how you like to be known now gary is that the thing or what yeah, because I'm I'm the expert in GPS, and nobody else would wear pink at a convention. I figured it'd be an easy way to stand out, and now people actually come up to me in public and just yell, hey, GPS, and I, I guess it's working. Yeah, well, right before we went on the air, we were you know kind of comparing notes, and uh, Tom shouted out, hey, do you know Gary? Go, oh, you mean the pink shirt guy? Yeah, of course. And uh, so that's how you recognize him, and that is, but you know him for the GPS stuff too, I assume, right, Tom? Or do you? Yep. Yep, yep, I know his GPS. Yep. Okay. All right, but but you're, he's better known for the pink shirt thing, or that's what makes him stand out. Is that it? Yep. Yep. Okay. Well, he's a man of few words, and that's all it takes. <laughs> that's all we need. Okay. Uh, I don't need any more explanation than that. But it, it's working for you, I guess. Is that right, Gary? You know, it, it really is. It's just the thing I've specialized in for the last eight or ten years is is just being great at IFR using GPS and autopilot. So. I'm I'm not good at much, but I'm really good at those couple of things. Okay, well, well there's that. Uh, but you know, he's made quite a name for himself, and uh, obviously, Dennis looks up to Gary quite a bit uh, to boot because, uh, well, you're doing some training with him. Is that right? I have done training with him. In yep. fact, uh, about a year ago, I went out to California and uh, went through a training course on how to be an Avidine certified uh, flight instructor that Gary was teaching because Gary's got too many people uh, that want to know more and he's only got so many hours in the day. So he's, you know, trying to train the next generation of people in pink shirts, I guess. Uh, So I did have a chance to get some training with him over a weekend. I've uh, sat through a number of his video training courses on the Avidine and other products. And uh, now Gary has finally taken everything that he's given away for free uh, at the seminars like Air Venture, uh, and at his paid for training, and has now put it together into a book. There you so, go. So yeah. this was uh, out of necessity, Gary, that you created this uh, new book, or what? Yeah, it, it really was. When I started PilotSafety.org, I don't know, eight or ten years ago, my goal was to reduce GA accidents to zero. The only problem is, is some of the things still being taught for IFR by really good instructors and still being checked by really good examiners on IFR check rides, 
don't really work in real life. So this is just a book of my 8,000 hours of experience about, I know what you learned on the check, right? Is one thing. This is a better way. And it, it's really all about making IFR just much easier and safer. Well, there you go. And the uh, pink shirt, once you graduate your course, that's an optional clothing thing that you offer your students, I assume. You know, it's not, but we do have some pink glittery bikini briefs that I'd be happy to send you if you'd like to model. Okay, them. well, I, I just want to be clear. Now, you, you said it, it. Now, that is optional. It's not required, though. No, no, absolutely okay, not. Okay, all yeah, right. That's a, that's a great idea. I should start selling pink shirts. I, you know what? I'd say, you know what? I'll knock off 100 bucks if you promise to wear your pink glitter uh, undershorts. I have you, you promise not to. Well, or, or that. It, I guess it depends on the student. Depends on the student. But, uh, but yeah, there's only one Gary Reeves, and you only have so many hours in a day and a week and a year. So the demand has been extremely high. You were telling me before we went on today that you're backed up people requesting uh, you know, private lesson type things along these lines, but, but they can't get into like September at this point. Is that the case? Yeah, I only do private three-day trainings. Uh, and I work with one or two people in the owner's airplane anywhere in the world. I've been in Alaska and Australia in the last year, but you know, mostly us. The problem is, is I'm always sold out four to five months in advance. Nice. So this is my way of giving everybody the knowledge, uh, that, you know, you, you can get the book within a couple of days and get a lot of the tips I teach, uh, if you're not able to get onto my schedule. Well, there you go. I, I mean, it's not cheap. I mean, uh, to get uh, Gary's time for three days or so, uh, we're st- talking a few grand, I guess. It depends on what you're teaching, right? Well, yeah. My my typical daily rate is $3,000 a day. Wow. Um, so to put condense a lot of the stuff I teach into a book for twenty nine ninety five seemed like the best way to get it out. Mm. widespread wait, wait, wait. Your, your entire knowledge base is in a book form 29.95 compared to three grand a day well i wouldn't say my entire knowledge base but <laughs> but the but the ifr tips i give to every student you know whether i was training an airline crew up in alaska or a, a private guy down in you know uh perth australia i i tell the same tips every client and yeah. so this is the same training you could get uh, by listening to me in the ground school wow. portion of our, our trainings. Okay. Well, that sounds like a bargain uh, by any aviator standards. Wouldn't you agree, Dennis? Absolutely. That's yeah. why I have my signed copy of the book sitting in front of me that right. I picked up at Sun and Fun. Uh, yeah, you uh, actually autographed it for him at Sun and Fun. Did, did it say, uh, congratulations, loser? Uh, is that what you wrote in there, Gary? Or you know, that's exactly correct. Yeah, see, you know, I just I, guessed. I don't, I don't believe that's quite the way I phrased oh, okay. it. No, that's right. It does say "fly safe" too. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, pilotsafety.org is uh, Gary's website, but uh, but I don't know that this was just created. This book was just out of necessity, just because you wanted to make it accessible to more people, so they get this knowledge, maybe in an easier or uh, you know, well. A little bit more of a bargain basement price compared to doing a private lesson as well. Yeah, I just wanted the real world tips to be available to everyone, not just the people who can get on my schedule. Right. You now, know, if, if I if I want to make a difference, I need to make a difference for everybody. Well, there you go, and we do appreciate you doing that. I mean, that, that I think that's very gracious of you uh, to kind of share the love a little bit and 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 not to. Uh, discount the fact that you can go buy this book right now and you should 
maybe we could share even a few little nuggets uh, today on Just Plain Radio. Are you willing to share, or will that diminish the value even more? No, no, I, I, <laughs> I'd, I'd love to. In fact, um, there is a discount code just for Just Plain Radio people. Uh-huh. If you use the discount code RADIO, uh, you get 10% off anything on our store, including the book. There you go. Um, so for Just Plain Radio listeners, just make sure you use the, the discount code RADIO. Um, you know, it, it's just... Real-world IFR is so different than what is taught to successfully pass a checkride. Um, and I think one of the most classic examples is uh, you should not typically use or file Victor Airways. Uh, nobody wants you there. The controllers don't want you there. The pilots don't want to be there. There are some really good exceptions, of course. You know, inside Bravo or Charlie Airspace, you're going to have to be on a, a Victor Airway, but you're usually flying a SID or a STAR. Uh, going in or out of the mountains, the Victor Airways are the lowest, safest ways in and out. But except for a couple rare exceptions, it is almost always better and preferred by ATC if you file GPS almost direct. So you should never file GPS direct to the airport and then add on an approach after you get there. You should file GPS direct to the initial approach fix of the approach you want when you get there. And that's just not taught commonly widespread to include an initial approach fix. Was that new to you, Dennis, when you started it, uh, digging into this uh, this book? And your it was, experience? and it was one of the wake-up calls to me when I sat through Gary's first seminar, that uh, I think at, at AirVenture. It was like, hey, wait a minute, I haven't been doing this right the entire time. And I need to get uh, Gary to get me on track. All right, look, uh, that's one. we got more little tips to share with you next on Just Plain Radio. Stay close. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. Whether you're a flight student, an experienced pilot, or simply an aviation enthusiast, there is a place for you as a member of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Join AOPA to get the latest general aviation news, safety resources, and technical support you need to sharpen your skills and become a central part of the nation's vibrant general aviation community. Learn more about becoming a member at AOPA.org. That's AOPA.org. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the aviation world? Well, look no further than Just Plain Radio. Just like you, thousands of aviation enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. 
go to JustPlainRadio.com. Send us an email and let us get to work to make your marketing message matter. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I didn't play golf today. I took a flying lesson. Mm-hmm. And how is that? Uneventful. So what do you want to do? Fly alone in your little plane? No. The whole point is to find something we can do together. What are you waiting for? Spread your wings and This is Just Plain Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me along with Captain Dennis. Uh, we got uh, Captain Tom. We're going to get with him in just a bit here. But first, we got uh, from PilotSafety.org. Gary Reeves is with us, uh, sharing a few tips from his latest book that you can order right there on the website. Uh, use coupon code RADIO. Uh, you'll get even an extra bonus discount just for listening today. Uh, but, but you know, he's put all his uh, IFR teaching knowledge, or at least a bunch of it, in into book form uh, in case you, you don't have the time. Or money to uh, do a face-to-face visit with Gary. So it's a, a brand. This book has been out how long now, Gary? By the way, it, it actually was printed and published uh, just a day or two before Sun and Fun. Okay, and we sold a thousand copies in the first two weeks. Awesome. Well, congrats on that. Thanks. And uh, Gary's all about sharing the love and making people better IFR pilots or just pilots. You know, period. I assume correct. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's it's uh, the only reason I am really great at single pilot IFR is because I'm lucky enough to get paid to teach it every day. Most IFR rated pilots are really smart people. They know how to fly the plane. They just don't get to do it every day. There you, you know, go. It's no different than you being great as a radio host. It's your full time job. Yeah. Right? And, you know, I do it a lot and I'm still awful, but that's just me. <laughs> you know, that's just how I roll. But so don't use me as an example because uh, I would not be the, uh, an ideal one. However, uh, Gary is a, a very capable uh, teacher. And once again, he's put it, you know, in book form. And we're going to share a few of these tips right now. So we've c- covered one. Uh, Dennis, I'll let you take the lead. What What are some of the tips in this book that really, you know, you, you read and you're like, this is really ingenious thinking that I just didn't pick up when I was getting my IFR cert in the first place? Well, I think probably the best example in there is he has an entire chapter devoted to trial and error is not an appropriate method of training. Mm-hmm. And I can personally attest to that because when I bought the Avidyne radios for the, to upgrade the Mooney, yeah. one of the first things that they did was included a kind of an introductory training course. So at least you had some basic knowledge transfer happening before you buy the equipment. Well, guess who produced that little video for Avidyne? Gary Reeves. Uh-huh. Gary also has gone on to produce an eight-hour-long video training course, which I then went and purchased at Sun and Fun because there was so many things that I didn't know after going on that first cross-country, after getting some, at least some training. So I think that, that it's probably in everyone's best interest if you add any new avionics to your airplane to seek out training from somebody that has experience with that before you just go in punch off into the nearest cloud and try to figure out your equipment in the air. Well, trial and error is a, a good way to learn, but it's better if it's trial and using someone else's errors as opposed to making your own. Are you with yeah. me on this, Gary? Or what do you think? 
Yeah, you know, the the classic example, and, and I'll use Dennis since he's a flight instructor. Dennis, I'm a, a really good private pilot with 200 hours. I'm airplane single engine and instrument rated. I want to get my multi-engine rating, but I don't want to hire an instructor. I just want to rent a twin and watch a couple YouTube videos mm-hmm. and go up and practice engine failures on my own oh. to save money. Probably not the best way. There to is no. not a, an FBO in the world that would rent you that. But even if they did, there's not an insurance company in the world that would cover you. Right. And, and unfortunately, that's how most people learn their avionics. Or what bothers me the most is really good flight instructors who are not formally trained on avionics will go up with students and they don't know how to work the avionics. So the instructor they're paying for is just randomly pushing buttons And trial and error absolutely does work, but you don't learn the best way to do things. And you necessarily, you can't replicate it quickly when you need to. Yeah. Well, if your instructor is uh, pressing buttons, like he doesn't know what he's doing, I'm guessing for the student, I I know in my case, I'd look at that going, oh, hell, what did I just get myself into? This guy doesn't have a clue, doesn't instill confidence, I guess is my point. You think? Well, it's funny. Yeah, because it's the most common complaint I get when people reach out to me is, and they always say the same thing, and it's always true. I have a great instructor. I believe that. They're great at single pilot IFR, getting people through check rides, mm-hmm. but they don't know how to work the new avionics, and I just don't think that's fair to the student because right. they're not learning good habits. They're learning push things until it kind of works. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, not not a good thing. Now, now I know Dennis isn't like that though. He, you're you're kind of anal. He, that's your computer background kicking in, and you know your uh, avionics pretty well. Am I? Is that a fair assumption, Dennis? Yeah, it is. And you know, it's in my best interest as an instructor to be comfortable and confident in in the how to operate the air the aircraft or the avionics before I go and take a student up. And a lot of that's going to involve you know taking advantage of the free tools that are available for you. Uh, Garmin, Avidyne, all of them have simulators available. Heck, you can even put a Garmin four thirty in X plane and go test out how an approach works without ever leaving the ground so you understand the buttonology and things like that so hmm. the buttonology uh, you know, i never heard of that term but i love it i think well, it works back in, in the old case. days that's all you had was buttons nowadays we've got you know touch screens and hybrid inter- interfaces lots of different options but still at the end of the day being able to turn the knob and push the button is how you're going to get input into that box right it used to be computer nerd was kind of like a slam now i look at it when it when i think about a, an instructor I, that's a huge advantage because uh, knowing all this stuff and all the lingo, I mean, I, I look up to that, Gary. I mean, it, once again, it kind of goes into, you know, instilling confidence in your student by the instructor kind of showing what they're capable of doing and having a command of the gear, right? Right. And that's one of the reasons I recommend Dennis, you know, is Dennis took two days off work and went to a two-day training to be good at the avionics. And that's what, unfortunately, a lot of flight instructors don't get, is you can be a really great instructor, but if you've never learned how to work the avionics, uh, except, you know, to watch a YouTube video and play with a simulator a little bit, you're not really helping the student. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you, you got to master this stuff if you expect to show it to someone else, because that that someone else is going to see that you don't have uh, have it together. And once again, uh, I'm just speaking from my standpoint. If if I got up in the plane and Dennis was teaching me, and I see him fumbling around at the controls, uh, the buttons, and doesn't do that, I'm sorry, Dennis. I'm going to say, uh, you know what? Let's uh, let's do something else today. 
Let's go diving. Let's get this plane down on the ground. Uh, you're with well, me on that, Dennis? Yeah? Come on? Yeah, I am. And okay. I'm going to use a quote from Gary. Uh, Mastery, not minimums, is how he runs his business. And that's like his it. philosophy as well. And you need to master the equipment, not just learn the minimum to get by. Right. And that, that goes not just for, for flying. That That's a life lesson right there. We use that in uh, scuba diving. I'm a dive instructor. So the same thing. If you don't know the stuff that you're teaching someone, uh, they're going to pick it up pretty close, uh, pretty quickly. And if you look like you don't know what you're doing, they're going to go, you know what? I don't know if I really want to do this with you. That's what you were trying to avoid. You want them to be successful, right, Gary? That's the whole key to all this stuff. Yeah, they just need to be safe. Pilotsafety.org is the website to go to. Use uh, coupon code radio. Get a a little discount. Gary, thanks for being on Just Plane Radio. Appreciate it as always. Of course, my friends. And we got more coming up. Stay close. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot, and flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. You are now clear for takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I'm getting pretty good just trying to figure out these landings. Increase altitude. Increase Increase altitude. altitude. It always says it. No, I'm trying to land. Terrain alert. I know there's terrain. I'm trying to land on the terrain. Terrain alert. Pull up. I will not. I am my own person. Pull up. Terrain alert. Pull up. Terrain alert. Damn it. Landing unsuccessful. Yeah, I saw you, freaking dog. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me, along with Captain Dennis. All right, so we sent Gary on his way. He has books to sign and sell and use that coupon code radio at pilotsafety.org. Save a few bucks as well. Uh, so we let him go. We uh, he, he tapped out, and uh, Captain Tom is taking his uh, position on the flight crew here for Just Plane Radio. And, and we got to tell a little story or, or back up because, you know, Tom – has been listening to the show for some time. Actually, all three of our radio shows, World of Boating, Scuba Radio, and Just Plain Radio. He, he's a big fan, and I loved it. And we had a great little chat at Sun and Fun 
Uh, but, you know, we're, we're still on our side kind of getting to know a little bit more about his background as a commercial pilot, uh, you know, a flight instructor for Velocity or trainer or just builder. I don't know. He just does all this crazy stuff. And then lo and behold, this week we get a, he emails me this uh, story uh, from the Florida Keys of how he was like hijacked or boat jacked or something. And I was like, what is this? I had to call up Dennis. I said, Dennis, what, what is Tom sending us here? And, uh, you know, it took a little digging, had to get my head around this. But basically what happened, uh, Tom, you were going down to the Keys on your boat in between flying commercial for one of the big carriers, uh, taking a little holiday for, well, it was lobster season. And uh, some guy hopped on your boat and put a gun to your head and demanded you take him to Cuba. Is that that in a nutshell? Yeah, pretty much. That's a nutshell. We're, uh, this is... Uh, July 23rd, we actually headed down to Key West for the opening of mini lobster season. I had just finished up a four day trip with the major airline I flew with and had the boat in tow behind the truck and we headed down to Key West the, the night before mini lobster season opened up and we got a late start, uh, out of Merritt Island, Florida. Yeah. My mom was getting some, uh, treatment, uh, the, some radiation treatment back in, uh, Orlando. So we got a little late, left them out of here and got down to Key West late that night. I was going to splash the boat in the water, and uh, there was a thunderstorm right there at the marina when we when we got there. And just get, getting ready to launch the boat, and a lightning bolt comes out and hits the transformer right next to the launching the loading ramp for the boat. Yeah, and I said, you know what? Let's just spend a night on a boat here on dry land. And, you know, we had enough things going wrong today, so spent a night in Kmart right across the street from the City Bay Marina in Key West, and the next morning bright and early sun comes up we got the boat all ready to load on to the water and uh lo and behold there's this gentleman uh named alexis clovedo he had just came over the day before on a visa from cuba uh he murdered his wife in oh, miami geez. wow i tried to murder his nine-year-old daughter she was on a sleeper we couldn't find her and uh, he stole a car in aventura and then drove down to key west that night he spent the night in the same parking lot i did um, right into Kmart parking lot. And the next morning, he was looking for one of the first boats heading out. He figured the first boat heading out, he'll, he'll get on that boat and head to Cuba. So I was wow. there with a couple of friends, and we got our dive gear on board and everything else. And my son, Andrew, at the time, who, who now works for Orlando Flight Professionals. Uh, ah, okay, yeah, that's I, right. Yeah, throw that in. world. He, uh, he was only nine years old at the time. So he, went, he ran over to McDonald's with some friends. And so I was the only person on the boat. So it is, as I'm back in a boat out of a slip, you know, when somebody jumps on a boat, you feel like a little rock in action. Yeah. I look forward, look at the bow, and there's this guy that just jumped on my boat. And I said, uh, you know, can I help you? What are you doing on my boat? And he pulls out a 40 caliber and sticks it on my side and says, Bominos, Bominos, uh, go, go, go. Right. So, so my friends are with me in another boat. And as I'm backing out, they're wondering, who is this guy that just jumped on Tom's boat? And I move a little bit to the right, and they can see the gun at my side. So the, my two friends on a boat, one calls Channel 16, you know, Coast Guard, you know, Mayday, Mayday, Mayday. Yeah, yeah. And his son calls Channel, you know, 911 and said, hey, we don't know what's going on, but there's a guy with a, a white cabin cruiser named the Skinny Dip. That was the name of my boat. Mm-hmm. We're backing out. And he goes, there's this guy jumped on a boat, and there's a gun at his side. So we started heading down the channel out in the open water, and I got everything going into uh, – Everything in operation. The Coast Guard pulled out one of the cutters to block the channel. The uh, DEA came on out. The Key West Police Department, the uh, Monroe Sheriff's Department, 
fish and wildlife. I mean, everybody was. You have an armada following you along now. They know what's going on. Yeah. You're like custard in the Indians and you get all (laughs) surrounded. When I got out to to water there and uh, when a Coast Guard came out, uh, Alexis Clovedo turned my grab the steering wheel and turned the boat to the right. And I ran into shallow water. My boat started to overheat. I had freshwater cooling. So as the engines overheating, you know, I didn't, I don't know too much, uh, Spanish. I know cerveza and banos, the right. two words. Yeah. So as, uh, the boats overheating, I could smell fiberglass. I could smell the engine. I said, man, I just, not only am I, I'm still not kind of grasping the whole thing that's going on yet. Or just, I don't know what's going on. But I know my boats are in the red zone when they heat. And so I finally shut the engine off. And I said, mucho caliente. The engine's just too hot. I can't go anywhere. Right. So as I sat there, uh, luckily, there was a, a gentleman, uh, John McGee, who's a very close friend of mine to this day, 20 years later. He was a sniper in the Marines at Monroe Sheriff's Department. He was a big pine key 21 miles away. He got the phone call. So him and his partner, Scott, they get in their car and they're heading southbound on Route 1, you know, 100 miles an hour. You know what? Route one looks like down yes. at the Got the lights and sirens on. And they went over to the uh, the seaplane basin by the Naval Air Station over there. And he sets up his rifle with his partner. And um, my at that point, I shut my engine off and I'm just floating it along. And the car starts moving me out to, to deeper water after the engine overheated. And uh, so the Key West Police Department came on over and they started negotiating, talking back and forth, back and forth. And like I said, I don't understand understand spanish you're being held but, uh, at gunpoint and they're negotiating yeah and this, one of the negotiators is talking to him and he and uh, alexis Clavedo is saying hey i want another boat i want to go fast boat i want to keep this guy me as a captain and i want to go to cuba wow you know, give me a boat now or i'm going to you know kill me oh so, geez. So, he's going to so, shoot you he's threatening yeah, to so, shoot you and and, and just uh, uh i mean this ends tragically uh and a lot but but Basically, your sniper friend took him out, and yeah, that's why you're here today, right? Yeah, well, it got to a point where I was drifting out there, and uh, one of the boats came over close, and as the boat started to approach me, Alexis was taking the gun from my side, and he shot at the police boat that was coming nearby, so every, then everybody backed away. Yeah. And when everybody backed away at that point, John McGee was giving the okay to, to take him out, so I was 182 yards away from, uh, from John, and John got a clear shot. And when, when he did this, when he took the shot, he fell down. I never heard the shot. All I know is uh, he just backed away from me. And I looked down on the ground, and there he is laying on the ground, and all this stuff is pumping out of him. Oh, jeez. So I, so I wow. grabbed, grabbed the gun, stand up, and I pointed at him. And I said, this guy's not going anywhere. And at that point, I, I hear a voice. And I look over, and there's this, this, this Marine guy in this, this inflatable boat and tactical gear. And he says, Captain, drop the weapon and get off the boat now. And I'm looking at it. I says, I have this weapon. But I realize that I'm holding a gun, you know, in a kind of in a uh, menacing in a way or potentially. Yeah, they're like, well, what's yeah. he going to do with that thing? Yeah. All right. So as so I grab the gun by the barrel, I flip around 180 degrees, and I stick my arm straight up and says, I have his weapon. He's down. And the, and the Marine guy, uh, the SWAT guy says, I'm not going to tell you again, get off the boat now. So I, I get the weapon and I throw it towards the boat. It bounces off the, the rib and falls in the river. And I jump off the boat. And uh, at that point, Mark Spitz had nothing on me. <laughs> I, I wow. I swam to the shore because right there is a sewage processing area right there in Key West. That area is full of sharks and barracuda and everything. And, and of course, I'm, I'm covered with all kinds of goo. 
I, I can't believe he's even thinking about that. His life is in jeopardy. Oh, this is nutty. More coming up. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. With Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. All of a sudden, here comes my pilot, and oh God, these guys are that cool, you just want to slug them. It's just not fair. They got the good hair, the good chin, they got that eyebrow that's always cocked. Nobody ever asks a pilot, what do you do for a living? Because they're like, what the hell do you think I do? Look at my eyebrow. And he is so cool. He goes, Bill, relax. I've been flying for 20 years and I've only had to eject three times. Everything went great. You bragging about that? He goes, I'm just kidding. I've never had to eject. Oh, (laughs) lucky me, I got the funny pilot. (laughs) What kind of sick joke is that? This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me along with Captain Dennis and Tom, who, uh, you know, everybody has a story, but i got to say, Tom has a doozy. Uh, you know, this story of him getting, I don't know, boat jacked in the Florida Keys. Uh, the guy demands, to, says, hey, take me to Cuba or I'm going to kill you. They take him out. You jump in the water to swim away after the Coast Guard says, get off that damn boat now. And uh, and you, obviously you live to tell the story, but wow, what a tr- it, it's a tragedy and also an extremely compelling story that kind of shocked my uh, senses when I read that this week. And I got to say, uh, obviously you never get over that, but but this happened like what twenty years ago? Is that about this July twenty fourth to be twenty years a twenty year anniversary? Wow! And, and right before all this happened, you had went through hijacking training at your commercial airline gig. Is that true? That's true. But again, it was a different protocol uh, to training back then before the actual 9-11 took yeah. place. We were told to comply and do whatever the hijacker said. So after so, 9-11, everything changed. So when you jumped in the water and swam faster than Mark Spitz, uh, <laughs> th- that wasn't part of the training. That was just pure instinct and survival yeah. kicking in. It, it was pure adrenaline. Wow. Gee whiz, Tom, that's nuts. Uh, that I, you know, I don't know if I should... Uh, I don't know even how to react to this, Dennis. Do you? <laughs> All I know is I think he missed an opportunity to sell this to Hollywood because yeah. they could have turned that into a, a two-hour Netflix movie. And, and now you just have to decide who's going to play you. Who do you want to see uh, play Tom? You know, do you want Tom Cruise? Oh, uh, it would have know? to be Tom Cruise. And, uh, you, you wanna, <laughs> of course. You want to have someone who has some kind of aviation connection because Tom is a pilot, instructor, you name it, he's done it. You know, he's uh, risked his life. <laughs> you know, it's it's nuts. But, uh, wow, crazy stuff. You never know, you know, what you're going to encounter. Like I said, everybody has a story, and that's that's quite uh, quite a good one there, uh, Tom. But I'm glad you're still with us, yeah. and you're uh, here to share the story. Uh, I, I don't know what the moral of that story is exactly, or what we can learn from that. But I don't know. It's uh, entertaining just the same. 
Now, uh, Tom has has been listening for some time, so we figured we'd bring him on to share that story and also uh, just help us navigate the latest aviation news and information. And we have a story that maybe uh, you have some thoughts on yourself, uh, Tom. But Dennis, I'll let you take it. It, it happened in uh, this is in Massachusetts or where? Yeah, in, well, a legislator in Massachusetts has introduced a bill that would impose a one thousand dollar landing fee for all fl- aviation flights except scheduled commercial flights. What? $1,000 per flight landing fee. And their point is he wants to use this for an unspecified climate mitigation oh, uh, programs. Mm-hmm. So he's thinking that, uh, you know, general aviation, all of these business jets and then small piston airplanes are are the problem. And he's going to solve it by charging $1,000 a flight landing fee to for our climate impact. Wow. I, I kind of think we're overlooking a bigger problem here. You know, I, does anybody remember the big dig in Boston, you know, where they dug up the whole city and buried the freeway and did all that kind of stuff? I mean, what kind of climate and, you know, impact do all the cars going through that tunnel have? I think it's a lot larger number than the amount of general aviation flights. Yes. Uh, just one commercial flight probably does more than God knows how many GA planes. But yeah, I mean, so- but, but we're an easy target. I, I think, Tom, wouldn't you think, is it is that one of these things where the politicians just think, well, all these pilots, they're uh, crazy rich. Uh, you know, they, 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 got, they got money to burn. They don't they, they won't balk at this. You think that's what this is? What do you think? You know, it, it just shows you how out of touch the politicians are. I mean, they're, they're yeah. so out of touch. They think that everybody, you know, that flies an airplane, I mean, you got guys in little you know, hangers in the back of their airplane, they're building RV tens and RV twos and little airplanes. And mm-hmm. they've been working on them for years and years. And, you know, it's a hobby. They can't afford a thousand dollars. And even if they could, they're not, that's, that's just crazy. It, it just shows you how out of touch, uh, the swamp is. Right. Uh, you know, it should be a prerequisite. If you're going to be a politician and try to legislate against the aviation community, you should have some kind of connection to the community that you want to legislate against or yeah, let's say that even for that the legislatures actually have some sort of common sense I, I don't think that was a requirement when they ran for office right but anybody kind of if you were moron. yeah well it's true but but if you were aware of how the aviation community really is you wouldn't have you wouldn't have proposed such nonsense you think? You no, know, there, there's such a misconception with that general aviation. Uh, you know, people think that we are all rich and all flying million dollar Cirrus jets, you know, but that's, that's, couldn't be any farther from the truth. I mean, you look at what I paid for my Mooney. I can't even buy a Ford pickup truck off the lot for what I paid for my Mooney. Right. Well, look at the other. You know, they, they, people look at me, oh, you're rich because you own an airplane. No, Mm. that's my hobby. That's my interest. That's what I like to do with my free time. Heck, bass boats in Minnesota cost twice as much probably as as what my airplane does. It's all a matter of perspective in that regard. But on the flip side of this whole thing, let's just buy into the argument like, okay, sure. General aviation pilots. You know, are crazy rich. They have more money than they need, and what it isn't going to hurt them. Let's just say, let's just buy into that argument. Uh, the the flip side of this is, if you put a thousand dollar landing fee at any particular state, guess what? They're just not going to go to your state anymore. I no, mean, that's I have a feeling. Common you're sense. See a lot of construction in neighboring states where they're going to be putting hangars at the airport, and all the pilots are going to take their airplanes and go elsewhere. Exactly. Uh, they will find ways to avoid that cost at all levels. And uh, who's going to suffer? 
Well, your constituency. Right. Yeah. That uh, in your particular area that you're trying to help. So it's just a, I mean, a dopey idea. I mean, hopefully this is not going to see the light of day. This is just a bill that he's. Uh, He's proposed, but I would recommend that anybody that lives in the Commonwealth of Virginia, Massachusetts, reach out to your legislators and let them know how you feel about this issue, because we can't let anything like this get any traction, because crazy little bills like that tend to gain legs and and, uh, other people start looking at them, too. Yeah, it's just nuts. So let's hope, uh, you know, common sense prevails. I mean... It's anybody's guess, honestly. The fact that we're even talking about it is kind of scary. But we will see and monitor it accordingly. But hopefully, uh, calmer heads or common, you know, more, uh, you know, level headed thinking will prevail in the end. Let's hope. All right. So, uh, another little quick story before we wrap it up today. If if you really want to, uh, I don't know, show your love of flying. Uh, you know, and it, it doesn't necessarily have to be just for females, uh, but it's Louis Vuitton has stepped up to sh- show a new level of aviation enthusiasm, enthusiasm as far as apparel and, I don't know, uh, accessories for your fashion it, sense. Accessories is the perfect way to describe it. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, a Louis Vuitton handbag, you buy that for your wife or your, your significant other, and, you know, you you've done you you've gone up a level or two on the on the scale, right? It's a purse shaped like an airplane, right? Honest to God, it looks it's a four engine transport purse. It, it's gaudy over the top, yeah, and it's only thirty nine thousand dollars. Well, you should yeah. buy two of them. Well, we're pilots; we can afford we're pilots. it. Pilots, everybody See? thinks that we can afford that, right? <laughs> you know, it, as uh, cool as it looks, I, I mean, I do think it crosses over. I mean, would you? Uh, be embarrassed to walk around with something like that, Dennis? You know, knowing how much it costs, I, I guess I would show it off, but no. <laughs> if you put straps on it and had it as a backpack, so it looks you like know, you're wearing the, more the bag. Yeah, there could be something there. Turn you into, like, Rocket Maybe. Man. On that note, we'll wrap it up till next time. Remember, there is no better high than learning to fly. To fly. Just Plain Radio is brought to you by JustPlainRadio.com. I say we take off and nuke the entire site from Morbid. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. It's the only way to be sure. Just Plain Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. It's just plain wrong. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at JustPlainRadio.com. I'm going to leave my people up to the radio tower. So tell a friend and take off every week with Just Plain Radio. And I'm going to make a call. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Listen up, everybody. I have some news. The opinions you just heard on Just Plain Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. We are screwed. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. A little too far. Cross the line. There are many factors to consider before learning to fly. What is your problem? So make sure you do your own research and get the proper instruction before your exploration into aviation. Thank you very much, sir. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at JustPlainRadio.com.